oh my God, my mom used to work at Gerard Square in the CIBC in that mall. I used to clean that bank. <laughs> that was my first. So I had, before I was a maintenance at Gerard Square. So my mom worked at Sears in Gerard Square for like 20 years. I'm yeah, sorry. my I bet, mom. I bet my you mom, my mom and your mom would recognize each other for sure. Probably, yeah. probably. So, um, yeah, she worked there at CIBC for God knows how long. Okay, so you're and, the only person I can say this to, and I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you remember? No. The, do you remember the food court at Gerard Square? Oh hell yeah! Do you remember <laughs> the name of the Chinese food restaurant in Gerard Square? Nobody believes me. Oh my God, I'm Stay totally it. blanking. I, when I I'm totally you, blanking. You will believe me. Poonies. Yes, it was Poonies. <laughs> Poonies was the name of the yeah. food restaurant yeah. in Gerard Square. And they had chicken, the chicken balls with the you know glowing red sauce. And nobody yeah. believed me. Am I lying? Was it not called Poonies? It was Poonies. And because I remember my mom told my dad uh, one time, he said, yeah, yeah, you know, I just go to the Chinese place uh, with the Poonies for lunch. And he was like, pardon? I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> where did you go for lunch? Poonies? Uh, <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing. I didn't realize no, not at all. That. I didn't realize you were an East Ender too. Yeah, yeah, East Ender too. Um right. yeah. So um started my radio career as an intern in an old building that you worked in at Two St. Clair. Okay. Uh, at Mix 99. I interned there for really a year before I got hired on as like the number two producer at a on high morning school? show. At a high school. At a high school. So you at a high school. So you're going to you go to Lee Side? I did. Yeah. Okay. So you're at high school. So like what year are we talking there? You're, you're in that building. Who's the morning show that you're, uh, you're morning in? show is Rob Christie in the morning. So okay. I was working right. with Rob Christie, Bruce Barker, Gerald Cornicky, yeah, Donna okay. Saker, a very young Josie Dye. Yep. Uh, yeah. And even down the hall at CFR, uh, CFRB, you had like Ted Wallachin was on, yep. uh, Mike Ben Dixon was there. Taylor uh, Partaby. Uh, Maury Sherman was uh, overnight offing on both st stations. So, like, it's funny how that old building has so many names. That Eric has, Samuels, you know, the PD, or Bob Harris? I actually, I was under JJ Johnson first. Okay, all right, all right. So I had JJ first, and okay. then when JJ pieced out to go to Mojo, yep. uh, I had Eric Samuels right uh, at that time, and then after uh, after that. Uh, run there then cardinal the around there too no uh only no, only to come in and say hello to yeah. like jj or Gary yeah, okay. slater whomever right um yeah so yeah there's some there was there were some pretty legendary canadian radio le legendary names that were going through that building quite often so did you grow up in so you grew up here in toronto so were you like a 680 were you like a mike cooper tom rivers uh were you a, a humble and fred or a jesse and gene what were you uh man uh Jesse and Gene for quite a bit. Um, Humble and Fred as well. I would say, I don't like surfing in. It's surfing Surf in around. and out. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Um, I mean, I was also a big fan of energy uh, as well down the road in the yeah. hammer. So, yeah. you know, like, you know, guys like Scott, Scott. Turner. And, sure, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Mastermind doing the old street jam and uh, for sure. And, th and things like that. So, and, and it's funny even working with those guys down the road in my career too. So yeah. it's, it's just insane. So, was there at the mix from 97 to early 2001, went over wow. to Flow 93.5, um, because not many people know that standard broadcasting in Flow's early days was actually a minority owner yep. with the Milestone Radio Group. So I got connected 
uh, from Gary Slade over to Denim Jolly. Went on over there, uh, did production, did some on air. I, I like at, at one point I was yeah like do I was working there six days a week. Yep. Because yeah, doing five days of prod, occasional fill in, and then I would do a Sunday night show from eight until midnight. And uh, they said, well. Uh, to make our numbers compliant, we got to give you like two hours of CanCon. And I'm like, okay, well, if that's the case, give me the playlist and I'll make it work. And, uh, really? and yeah, they get, I was very lucky uh, to have that. And they gave me the flexibility with that. And I remember my first book on that Sunday night where, you know, you're a kid in his early 20s, you tied out cross. So I'm like, holy shit. Right. Yeah. So that was, yeah. So I, out of all my radio stuff, I know I have that, like that paper of the numbers sure. somewhere yeah um from there went to calgary uh standard launched 598.5 so so you when you at one point you had two hip-hop and r&b stations in calgary nice. nothing let's go pardon uh <laughs> so uh worked out there with uh, some great people uh, again mastermind uh of course who's the you know toronto legend energy flow days so on he was out there uh chad martin who was the morning guy and uh brand director out there um, Vince Sutherland, aka Fuzzy Love, who's still there from like the station's inception all the way till now, and that was 2003. That's crazy. Um, yeah, so hung there for a little while, um, for just under a couple of years. Um, I'll tell this other. Do you remember when MTV used to play music videos? Yeah, sure, of course. Well, I remember. Yeah. I remember pre MTV <laughs> when it was just much music, and then Bell, exactly. Bell CTV brought in the MTV brand. Started yeah. off actually at the Masonic Temple was where their first studios were, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, in, in out west, it was under the old Craig Media, like which got bought out by CTV. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so got in there a little bit. Worked on worked on MTV too, doing like music programming okay. uh, under a guy under a guy by the name of uh, Mark MacArthur. Um, uh, I don't know where he is now, but he was a great, great guy. And then you know things changed up, and then I came home in. 2005 after you know that you know things you know they changed up but it wasn't working as much at at vibe anymore i i got out of that for a little bit and came home and did the old uh like many of us do in in, in uh, radio and uh or when you're young you boomerang back home you hang for a little bit well, let's talk about then, that. Let, let me stop you there because this is a show about change so yeah. you're in calgary <clears throat> and were you made redundant were you like was that what happened Long story short, um, so they, they did a few change-ups, but, uh, you know, I was there to go out there, do full-time swing, and then they added me into the promotions department, and I'm like, I have no experience in promo in my entire life, right. with the exception of executing a promo on the air or executing something on site. Um, so, you know, got in there, and next thing you know, I'm, like, writing proposals, and 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 doing less on air and i'm like you know what there's i'm i wasn't happy right um and you know and uh some you know when you're younger it's just kind of like no nah, this you know this is this isn't right i didn't want my one i wanted to find that next opportunity where i wanted to get back into programming and on air the full time because i always wanted to be a music director anyway okay um and uh and eventually i'll, I'll get to that down the line and um and then uh so it's like you know what uh let if you need me let me get out of full-time and let me do some do some part-time and then you know find that next opportunity so i did for a little bit and then eventually came back to so you, quit on your own, so you essentially quit like, i quit on my own i quit on, yeah, my own, on your own volition okay all right cool. yeah 
Um, yeah, I mean, not, you know, if I did that now, I'd be like, oh my God, what an, what an idiot you are. But on the other side of the coin, it's yeah, like- You had a safety net. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, so anyway, uh, so I still was still doing nightclubs as a side hustle, was making some income, um, which, was, which was great. And, uh, and then, you know, like, again, things, things happen, things change. CTV bought up Craig Media, didn't know where that was gonna go. Uh, so it's like, well, you know what? One, one great thing my parents always said, it, it said you can always come back home whenever. So it was like, you know what? Spring of early spring of 05. It's like, yeah, let's go back home and let's, uh, let's figure some, some stuff out. Right. So came back in 05. And, uh, one thing before I landed my next radio gig, I worked at the Molson Amphitheater, um, which essentially in a lot of ways was like a glorified security guard position. So I was working for house of blues before live nation took it up over full. And uh, I was working in VIP and backstage um, because, uh, well, one, I knew how to talk to people, handle people, and I knew how to work with music artists as well and sure. music management people. So um, even was just kind of like, okay, you know, your change rooms there, blah, 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 yeah. you know, or it just making sure the, you know, the, the weird people who aren't supposed to be, be there don't go back there. Or we have with like radio tours and groups so they have, would, I would help be backstage and coordinate that. So that was a great summer. And you saw a whole bunch of awesome shows, absolutely. Sure. So win-win. Um, then, you know, while doing that, send out some demos. Um, then comes along 91.5 to beat Kitchener. Uh, landed there in September of 2005. And uh, I was Chorus there. Chorus at that time? It's Ken West, right? Like, it was Ken West. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Because Chorus took over in, I want to say, oh, oh seven. Right. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, when everything went to crap, crap uh, economy-wise in 08, I was working with chorus. But anyway, um, yeah, so landed there. I started there doing swing, and then swing turned into evenings fairly quickly because they had an announcer who moved out to DC, took over that role, and uh, uh, you know the old uh, permanent part-time, you know, part-time yeah. pay on full-time hours. So I was there, there for for doing that. But hey, I was still working. Um, and I was doing that actually again, six days a week. I was going Monday to Saturday. And on top of that, another side hustle, I was DJing for parties and events with a, with a, uh, with a DJ company. And on top of that, I was working at the score oh. doing closed captioning for TV and on top. Yeah. And then on top of that, when they launched, um, on Sirius satellite radio, an old channel called Parkour sports radio, right. I would work on Sunday nights doing sports scores from six o'clock until the last game ended sometimes it was midnight sometimes it was four in the morning sure uh yeah so a lot of run, a lot of run on the car a lot of tiredness on the body but it's like well at least i can move out of the mom and dad's place find an apartment found a place in mississauga so it's like okay 20 minutes to downtown 35 to kitchener find that little happy balance and, and then finally i got full time at the beat and uh when i got full time at the beat was because i get up being music director there um, when Mocha, who I love to death to this day, he's like one of my radio brothers, who of course does Ross and Mocha at Kiss 925. He left to go do the morning show there. Um, oh. and, and, uh, I took over the MD role and I was there. Wow. From two up until 2014. Yeah. And then, yeah. Then jump in Ottawa comes calling same company, new station, all so that's up the highway. So you're a rare, you don't have knock on wood. You don't knock have. You you don't have an I got fired story. I don't. I'm wow. very lucky. I am 
I count my blessings. I'm not going. Yeah, I'm, I'm knocking on wood. I'm day. clapping for you. I'm knocking on my head. Good for you, man. Because you know what? You know radio people, and if anybody's listened to this podcast any amount of time. Uh, we love our how we got fired stories. Like mm-hmm. that's, we trade them like they're like 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 uh, baseball cards. Like oh yeah, I got I got my my pass. I got I got my uh, my access card didn't work. You know, like yeah, know, one of those. Things. Yeah. Well, good yeah. for you, good for you, man. That's amazing. I don't I don't know if I realize that. Um, I I still wonder to this day that like how how have I as my old man would say, how did I miss the sword of Damocles? Like, dangling <laughs> over you and um, but no, but I've been very lucky. I've been very fortunate. And one thing I've learned from a couple of brand directors, like down the line, like sure. JJ Johnson, Scott Turner, Stephanie Hunter. Um, like if, you know, as you go, as long as you know how to evolve, like you, chances are you'd be pretty good. But in a lot of cases, I've been lucky enough where I, made my own gigs sure oh yeah yeah so, yeah so um you know for example our, our mix show that runs on the chorus stations turn up yep that was a, that was a pitch from myself and uh our, our dj sean boudin who works up in uh in barry dj yeah. buddha and it's like okay well let's throw a pitch here and let's see if we can do something on the fresh stations only because i'm surfing around over over that little bit i'm like these stations have only are just jukeboxing in the evening so let me see if i put something out there and if I get, I think if you get a response in a month, I'm lucky. You get a response in two months, whatever. If nothing happens, okay, can't say you didn't try. But when you get a response 24 hours later saying we love it, let's talk about it. Like, right. Okay. Yeah. You, you so hit, you hit a chord, right? Like you, you, you yeah. saw an opening, you put something mm-hmm. out there, you know, uh, and, and it, there's not enough of that. I think in general in uh, is, I think people, we get, I don't want to say pigeonholed, but we definitely get bogged down in the everyday. Right. Where we're, yep. we're just doing our job and the idea of trying to come up with something that's more that's creative and fun. It's not even in our it's not it's just it's it's not in a lot of DNAs of companies, first of all, to even look for those. Yeah. Things. Whereas I will say, and this is just me coming into a, uh, you know, coming up on a year back with Chorus after starting my career with them. This company really does actually. And I don't want to turn this into a big commercial for the company we work mm-hmm. with big stroke yeah. job or anything but it really <laughs> does it really does encourage such things and 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 creativity and there's a lot of freedom i know we're a big corporate you know big bad corporate radio but i've worked mm. for some big bad corporate radio and this is this is not it this really isn't it yeah i'm i'm very very fortunate to, uh, to have been in that opportunity especially with this company for for, for to have this opportunity like to yeah. turn up and um yeah because for me putting the pitch together and i think my buddy sean can pitch this as well you know where you feel like at one point you like you plateaued at a point and it's like now what well i know where my ceiling is here i'm not going to get any higher and it got in and i'll say it but that's to me it's the point of like what's next i'm frustrated and when i'm getting bored and it's like i gotta do something otherwise i'm i'm not gonna be happy right yeah yeah. um yeah but, but you know luckily that that pitch turned into something pretty freaking cool and again you know we were lucky enough that you know working for a company that gave us the opportunity to create and you know luckily i did something that hit the mark and uh we are coming up to a year on turn up next january can't believe it's been a year already 
I literally was yeah. on the phone with our with our boss Steph before hopping on with, yes. with you. We were talking we about the show mutual, for. We should say that we should be open about that. We actually have a mutual boss. My I'm the program manager for a couple of radio stations in Kingston, and my boss she's she's got dual role like most people in radio. Stephanie Hunter she's the regional program director. Back in the day, you would have said it like a general manager. They don't, but you know, of course, yeah. change the thing. She's got. Ottawa, Kingston, and Cornwall, and mm-hmm. so she's your direct program director as well. Though she's like your pro, right? In addition to, so she's got the the station there. So it is yeah. it is funny that we both we both have the same boss now, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty crazy, and she's she's absolutely awesome. Very lucky to work with uh, with her. Um, but yeah, uh, like you said, everything is about change when it comes into this industry, yeah. and even like things in your personal life change change around that, which kind of helps you getting those roles like 2014 i had a son um you know uh you know and you know my relationship with my son's mom uh you know we went our separate ways she's a great mom and we get along very very well a couple years later i met now the lady who is my wife who's working two floors upstairs from me right yep and and, uh you know and you know i was like okay well you got you got a stepmom involved and so there's there's things like that and we all know COVID involves a, a bunch of change as well, because yeah. you know I thought there were going to be some opportunities where I would head back down to Southern or Southwestern Ontario full time. And there were a couple of signs look like that was going to happen. And then COVID hit. So everything essentially went on pause. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like, okay, well, this, this threw you know, uh, a, a wrench into the plan, but find another ranch and see what goes from there. And uh, yeah, you make things work. So now I'm on four radio stations doing shows, three doing evenings. And uh, luckily, I'm very fortunate there. I have connections in each one, whether I have family or work there or that market a a certain period of time uh, or whatever. At least I know something similar like how how to pronounce a street correctly because people will call you out if you're wrong. Well, that's one of the things I want to talk about. We talk about change when it comes to broadcast and, you know, one of the other big broadcasters, I mean, I'm not, I'm not calling anybody out. This is the truth. You know, Bell Media clearly has gone the direction where they are about networking and, and, you know, their pure country uh, brand, their, uh, the Virgin brand, Bounce brand, the Move brand are all brands that are being you know basically uh, centralized you know they'll have a local morning show and then they'll have the middays are definitely centralized coming out of toronto or somewhere else and 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 they're and they're pumping out content for that goes across the country from one end of the right. country to the other you're doing that as well on a different scale a little bit of a smaller scale but you are yeah, yeah i was going to bring up so you're doing you're doing jump in ottawa you're doing fresh in cornwall you're doing the beat in kitchener still and you're doing energy 95.3 which is a hamilton toronto station yeah. You brought it up. You brought up what I was going to ask is how do you like, how, how do you make sure that there's still authenticity there? You, you're, you're, we're talking to you in Ottawa and you're going to be talking on energy 95, three. My friend Mora is the morning show host there. Tucker who's Mora, awesome. Love who's her. Just one of my favorite human beings in the world. We've rented cottages together. We've traveled together. Her and her husband, Matt are just amazing. She's one of my favorite people and she does a terrific job. Uh, on this big, huge, booming 95.3 signal. Sorry to people, anybody who listens to the podcast, not in Ontario, but it's this massive thing. And she does it from Chorus Key. She does it from Sugar Beach or like, you know, she it's, but it's a technically a Hamilton radio station. And they're, yep. you know, they're, they're, they're doing something interesting there where they're trying to compete in the big, busy Toronto market and get numbers there. 
And in addition to how do you, how do you navigate those waters of not being a local host, but do it, trying to do local content? Do you do, do you do specific breaks to each market? I do. I, I really do. Um, I mean, one thing is to, uh, as well, I'm still on the road a lot. So I get back down to the GTA or GTHA regularly. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, the great thing is in the world of like social media and the internet, it's like, okay, I can see what's going on, you know, put up my hoot suite and it's like, here's the Hamilton column, here's the yeah. Toronto column, here's yeah. this, that, and the other. Um, you know, I talk to my mom in Toronto on a weekly basis. Yeah. One of my closest friends who was one of the groomsmen in my, in my wedding, he lives in Hamilton. Like he's up in, he's up on the mountain. Yep. So I will even text him and be like, Hey, I just want to double check something. Like I read this, does this, does this affect you in, in certain ways? Uh, you and I, for example, being CFL football fans, it's like, yes, energy's a Hampton station. So the Ticats will come first, but I'll mention the Argos. Right. So, you know, so Ticats host a playoff game this coming Sunday. Yeah. Winner of that game goes to BMO, plays the Argos. Um, like just little things like that. Sure. Um, like a um, girl, Sam Payne, who works down the hall at Y108. Sure. Who's a diehard Tabby's fan. I will mock her on the air. Right. I will... I will, you know, as if you, you just know, saw her in the hallways, essentially. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. And she and I will communicate over, over email and be like, uh, and I'll just put our goals <laughs> and a whole bunch of O's. And then, uh, <clears throat> and then, you know, she'll, she'll clap back and I'm like, okay, spell Oski Wee without going into a dictionary. <laughs> so um, just like little things like that. Yeah. Um, like there's certain things that tie that market. And, and remember being Toronto and Hamilton, you've got that horseshoe corridor. So yep. you're really talking to Oshawa to niagara and of course that's sticking huge guess what there's a bills game there's people listening in niagara falls there's people listening in buffalo there's people going like hey the canadians are going back across the border shout out to so-and-so on this bus going to go see the bills game this weekend so like you one you have to do your research and two luckily having that personal tie i can understand that a little more so uh i will say this to any announcer especially kids that are coming out of college if you're working out of market stuff, just because that's the way, you know, the industry is now. Yeah, you have to, you have to, we're going to, that's the future. Yeah, exactly. You have to make, you make your way to tie into that market. If there is some way, I don't know, you do a road trip and you, you, for example, like, oh, we're going to be here, but oh, wait a minute, but I'm on in this market. Take a trip there, take a day or two, find a restaurant, make a personal connection with somebody in that story. Even if it's just like you were there for like, I don't know, half a day. And you saw something that one personal connection could grab that listener. And then they're, and they're holding on to you for your show for a very long time. Yeah. Like you got to do your homework. And if you can find that personal connection that you can say, I, you know, I've actually been to the city. I actually know what the street name is. I actually know this person here. It goes, it goes, it goes so far. It really means a lot. I can remember Again, I think we both got into the industry right around the exact same time, 97, 98. And I was interning at the edge with the humble and Fred show, Sandra Plakakis, mm-hmm. who's in, uh, who's in Ottawa. Who's in Ottawa now. Um, yep. she, I was working with her and I was doing traffic because I can't remember why, but the humble and Fred used to let me like, they would let me do sports when Fred wasn't there and they would let me do mm-hmm. some traffic. And I, and I didn't, I'm, and I'm from Toronto and I have relatives in Hamilton. I spent a lot of time in Hamilton. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't know what the link was. I had no idea what the link was. I'm like, what the hell's the link? I saw it on a, she, she wrote the, she did, she did it for, or was, 
I don't even know if I was doing it. You know what I was doing? I was stealing the traffic from 680 is what I was doing. Ah. As do. I was listening to 680 and I was writing the traffic for Sandra. We're sharing the information. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day when that's what you did, right? I mean, you know, everything's yeah. changed now. You talk about change, you talk about ways and you talk about, you know, technology. Yeah. And I'm currently in the middle of a conversation on Facebook with some people about young people listening to the radio and why they're not listening to the radio. And, and my, my point is, you know, uh, we're actually, it's brother bill. If you remember brother bill from the edge, I do. you know, Morris mm-hmm. and, and uh, he, he's going talking and he's not wrong about, you know, stretched thin program managers who are always in meetings and don't have time to work with the talent young and, uh, and, and, and get the best out of them. And, and, you know, when you know, we could talk for hours about when PPM came in and I'll, you yeah. know, not to talk for seven, more than seven seconds and all this stuff. But the fact of the matter is, where our industry, I think, is facing this biggest challenge. And again, you came into the radio around the same time as me back when, mm-hmm. you know, Sirius and XM were coming in. Satellite radio was, was, yep. was a thing. And that was what was going to kill radio, right? Like, that's it. Sat- Sirius and XM. I said that to a kid, by the way. They were like, what do you mean Sirius and XM? I'm like, well, they used to be two different companies. But, you know, anyways. Yep. Anyway, it's, uh, the kids had no idea. Mm-hmm. The point is... Um, we, we had to, we, uh, video didn't kill the radio star. Cassettes didn't kill the radio star. Uh, Sirius XM did not kill the radio star. Streaming is not going to kill the radio star. However, we have to evolve and change more than we ever have in our career. In our in the 20 years that you and I've been in it. And here's the thing, guys like you and I, we still got another 20 years to go before we can retire. Whereas you're right. And there's guys out there who don't get that. The older, the old guard doesn't seem to care beyond their end of their run in a couple of years. I'm having so I'm having some issues with with some people in that way. In it just not issues. As in, like I'm gonna fight them, but just like you're trying to see that the mm-hmm. that we got because they're setting their mindset. You know, the old saying, "You can't teach your dog new tricks." That's not how you do things, you know. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, oh. so the thing for me is like, find me a 22 year old who has a favorite radio station, and you're gonna have a hard time finding one. And it it doesn't necessarily have to do with the quality of what you're doing as an announcer or the quality of, the, of what we're doing as as radio station. What it has to do with is the technology. These 22-year-old kids do not remember the pre-internet world. 22-year-old kids live in an on-demand world and don't have to listen through a 30 ever. They don't know what a 30 is. And so that's one of our, what we have to figure out is what can we do? So the conversely though, a 22-year-old will listen to a 90-minute podcast where the jock, the host essentially does what we would call a live read, a a 30-second spot in the middle, and they're okay with it. So where do we, yeah. where do we make that connection? Like that's our, that's our future, man. That's where we have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's, it's funny. Cause I remember having a, a discussion with a, a brand director who said, don't mention the online streaming service because they are competition for radio. And it's like, um, I understand where you're coming from, but you, you also hear when they're, when a record company buys advertising, check out the full, yeah. album on I've spotify had, yeah i've had a, i had a, I had a pd once tell me not to talk about what was on tv that night i'm like nobody's yeah gonna, that's just ridiculous nobody, yeah. nobody, nobody's gonna not watch the season finale of their favorite show of gray's anatomy because i mentioned it because i for, i didn't mention it and they're gonna stay on the radio sometimes exactly and some people some so, so there are some really not bright people sometimes um yeah <laughs> <laughs> i do want to ask I do want to ask yeah. you because we I could nerd out on radio this whole time um, yeah, here. because I just I it's what we do it's what it's all I know 
Um, but what I do also know is that you are, as, uh, as you mentioned, a big sports fan, you're a Toronto mm-hmm. guy. Um, you're wearing an Argo shirt. Now we're, we've bonded over the Argos before we met on a Toronto Maple Leafs trip. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got to know how you can wear a goddamn Senator's jersey U-turn coat. Where did you see that? I, no, my wife is the Senator's fan. Okay, okay, good. That is not me. You've never I worn a Senator's blue. jersey? The only time I had to was for a work event. You ha- did you- That was it. Okay, wait a minute. Tell me the situation. Because the, there's nothing. There's no team that bothers me more than the Ottawa Senators. The only reason why I had to work was, was for a work event. Okay. And they gave us the shirts. All right. But I'm wearing a what I'm wearing a Maple Leaf shirt underneath it. Underneath just not it. All right. Okay. Because I'm pretty. Yeah. I could have swore I've seen you talk wear one, and I was like, no. God damn it! You, no, no, no. You no, white. You probably you probably saw me wear an Ottawa 67s shirt. Okay. Be- All right. Okay. That's because why not? That's yeah. A- so here, so here's the thing too. I worked for four years here in Ottawa with the Ottawa Sports and Entertainment Group, who owns the 67s. And the and red glass. Yes. Yeah. So I was working in the team store there as like my side hustle, oh. selling jerseys and caps and blah, okay. blah, 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 blah. Okay. Okay. And you get to see meet some of the players and things like that. All right. All right. And yeah. And one, and one of the coolest, classiest guys out of that entire organization, that full, that full run there was Henry Burris and Burris. still is. Right. And yeah, like to the point where I have him like yeah. in my phone and I'll oh, send a nice. text to be like, hey. He's a bud, yeah. He's, 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 he's legit. He's 100% legit. So I will say this, like during that course of that run, especially when they won the great, when the Red Blacks won the great cup in 2016, especially yeah. since Ottawa hadn't had anything championship wise right. since the 70s, since right. that old Rough Rider right. team. Like this team really, sure. really, That's fine. this city That's really fine. woke that up. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll give you that. The Red Blacks, yeah. I don't mind. I, I was, it was the Senators that bothered me. It was like, how could you call yourself a Toronto fan? But all right. Uh, let's put it this way. My, my, my boys and I would – my boys would disown me. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Straight up. I, um, you know, my lovely wife is a diehard Sense fan, and it's like, hey, she did something right for me, a very, very Sense fan, because I love her to death, and she's been – she's incredible. Like, I, the fact that she's a Sense fan. Must be, she must be incredible. I, <laughs> she is incredible. She is incredible. I mean, you know, like, some people – some people, will, like, will, will, you know, will, will razz on her about it. We were at a Raptors 905 game in our early part of dating, and then, I don't know, we got in conversation with somebody who worked there. Yeah. And uh, she she said, oh, she's from Ottawa. She's a Sense fan. And I remember, remember the person said, Ugh, why? And I'm just like, ooh, <laughs> come on. It's her hometown. Everyone's got that. Like, yeah. Like, that was what I was going to, that's what I was going to ask. Cause I haven't, um, I've really only ever lived in, well, I've only lived in Toronto and I've, mm-hmm. I've worked, you know, basically as far East as Kingston and mm-hmm. uh, as far West as uh, Niagara, St. Catharines, Niagara. So, but right. I'm a Toronto guy at heart. I'm, I am, I am as 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 Toronto as it gets when it comes to my my social media my 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 sport allegiances and uh, right and I can I, I I once came, I, I came very close once to working for Amazon and I was going to move to Seattle and I was like oh wow yeah I was very very close I like like came down to me and somebody else and uh, ended up not getting it and um, and I thought to myself now and the crack this was like the kraken had just been approved it's not that long ago they they had just been announced that they were going to get a uh, a team and i was like would i become a kraken fan but i i, I mean mm. you know like i don't know if i could do it i mean i am I, I i haven't really i went on social media after the 
debacle of game seven last year after the Toronto Maple Leafs losing to the Montreal Canadiens after being up three, one that I am, uh, I, I was going to give up because and, mm-hmm. and I, my, my, my fandom of the Toronto Maple Leafs is of, I think of, of a level that is above, not above, it's more intense than some people's. My, we literally buried my grandfather in a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. We, oh wow, oh yeah, we all wore jerseys to his funeral. Like that's the kind of fandom that we have in my family. And uh, after last, that's year, wonderful. Uh, yeah, except for the fact that what they do to you emotionally, and it just like <laughs> ruined you. And they, uh, and so I was gonna break up with them, but I haven't broken up with them. But I am on a break. I have not watched one minute of hockey this year. I have not watched any hockey. Really? Nothing. Wow. Nothing, nothing at all. Nothing at all. Uh, I, I, I've just refused. I'm, I'm on a break and I am keeping, um, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping that no matter what happens, that is going to stay this way. I am not watching them this season. I, I just, okay. I just can't do it, but I did what, that was what I wanted to ask you about changing allegiances, but I'm glad to hear you didn't. That makes me very <laughs> happy. Uh, <laughs> would have been, I was, as a Toronto guy, that would have really bothered me, man. I could talk about growing up at Leaside and Flemington, man, for hours. Uh, I could do that. I know. Well. And how much it's changed. You got to go to Gerard Square. We could talk about how much it's changed since uh, since back in that, the day. That, that place compared to when you and I, oh. you know, had our young time there, like that is a completely different world now. My first, like, my first job was, so I was a night cleaner. I cleaned the CIBC at the corner of Greenwood and Gerard, which is, mm-hmm. I know that was in Bank of Montreal, I think. And that was, so I cleaned that one. I cleaned the CIBC in the mall. But before yeah. that, so I was 14 years old. And my mom got me a job with the mall at Christmas. So I was just turning 15 because I'm a January baby. And I was, um, I was uh, traffic control in the mall. So oh. during Christmas, I, they put me in like a vest with like those things that you land airplanes with. And yes, you, and, the big X on the all. back and all. Yeah. And man, oh man, you just got abused by adults. I'm 14. I'm like, what the hell do I know? I'm just moving things around. <laughs> but anyways, yes, I'm glad I got to bring up poonies. That makes me happy. Oh, that's so, hilarious. I can't believe you brought that up. That's fantastic. Oh God, I'm so I wish you had. A, I'm glad you remembered. And no, because nobody believes me that there was a restaurant called Poonies. Um, I will call my mom. Ah, yes. And I will it. ask her, like, do you remember? Poonies at Gerard Square, and she'll and she'll be probably like, "Holy shit, I can't believe you brought that up." Uh, so, uh, so Damien, uh, Mr. D, where so we can hear you in all those all those markets, mostly evenings in all those markets. Is that the deal? Ottawa, Kitchener, and Cornwall, seven to midnight, Monday to Friday. Energy Saturday and Sunday, noon to six. And, and when is, where is turn up? Well. So turn up is kind of you know I, I will say uh, with full uh, um, um, with full respect would be similar to set it off here. You know, you, would, yeah. you, know, you got set it off in Toronto with Mocha and uh, DJ climax. If you're a yeah. Toronto guy, you guys do your own version of it in how many markets now we are in now seven. I mean, so we're on, yeah, we're on energy and Hamilton slash Toronto. We're on fresh radio in London. We're on magic one Oh six and welcome Kitchener, uh, fresh 93, one in Barry fresh radio in Peterborough, fresh radio Kingston, where, where you're running and oh, fresh radio in, in, in uh, Cornwall. Yeah. So on a few uh, yeah, less stations right now, cause we've got some of them gone Christmas, but come yeah, the new year. Exactly. Are you guys doing yeah. a new year's show? I assume you guys are. Yes. Going to do a new year's yeah. Show. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. going to be back on all those stations yeah. for Friday, December 31st. So New Year's Eve. Again, the, the call I was on with, with Steph, we were talking about that. Right. Um, we're actually going to be on eight stations that night. Cause 91.5 yeah. the beat Kitchener. It's going to gonna oh, have great. us on there too. So that's great. Oh, yeah, so uh, yeah, we're gonna go from nine until two, okay. and uh, five hours nonstop music. Let it fly. We do our best to be interactive with the show. So yeah. you know, Buddha and I are on social media quite a bit on our Saturday nights. It's like okay, or you know, my iPad's open or our phones Beauty. are open. It's like you know, oh, shout out to so and so. 
Um, and uh, we'll, we'll post it on social and we'll try and shout them out if, if not that night, the following week. Um, but yeah, like that show has really, really taken off. Like we couldn't believe. So the Canadian Radio uh, Awards with, with broadcast broadcast dialogue. That's the right. Show was a runner up in multi markets, and we're yeah. like the show's been on less than a year, and for yeah. us to be recognized is it's fantastic. So we're we're very thankful. We're very happy the show has taken off for the way it has. Well, Mr. D, congratulations on all your success. You are truly one of the good guys in the industry. I cannot. Nah, find, I, you. I can't <laughs> find anybody to say anything bad about you, and I've been looking. I've been looking. I can't <laughs> find anybody. Uh, congratulations on all the success and, uh, um, we'll talk in real life off the podcast, but, uh, thanks again for coming on, man. I appreciate you, man. And I'm glad you're doing well. Congrats with everything you, you've oh, done. You. I've checked out some of the previous episodes of the basement too. They're absolutely awesome. I know this started off as, as like a pandemic podcast. It was. Yes, it was. Yeah. And you just passed number 50. So congrats yeah. on that. Cheers, like, buddy. dude, Cheers. like Thank congratulations, man. I'm, yeah. I'm glad it's going so well for it. I've, I've been very lucky that, you know, uh, I haven't burned too many bridges in the industry. So there's a bunch of musicians and a bunch of uh, actors and different things like that, different announcers who are willing to, uh, to talk to me. So it's good. For you young kids out there, never burn a bridge in this industry, especially if you're just coming out of school, because you never know when you're going to meet up with that person again, and you could be their boss, meaning you might have to say, okay, I remember what you did to me when you were younger. Oh, by the way, here's your pink slip. No, I'm bugging. I feel like you and me, well, I feel like you want to talk with little kids, and uh, I feel like you and me could, could hold a course on uh, how friggin' hard we worked for next to nothing or nothing. While mm-hmm. do, you know, all those days you talk about working six days a week, I was doing the same thing. I was working with Humble and Fred during the week, producing the live to airs on, on the edge with Martin Street yep. for $8 an hour, like doing, wow. or, or, you know, like I was making $60 a night to be in a sweaty, smoky club and, and lugging heavy equipment that you don't, you don't even need anymore. But I mean, yeah. I feel like you and I have very parallel existences. Um, and I feel like the old guy saying, if these kids today knew how hard we work man while you were uh which clubs were you were you at the phoenix with martin uh, i was at friday nights at the kingdom in burlington friday right. night at the phoenix club 102 for uh at uh, 410 sherburn street and uh whiskey yeah Saigon yeah on the nights yeah whiskey saigon too yeah so while you were there those spots i was like either at joker with yep. the retro mix yep. or i was at g spot with a sunday nighter on flow or uh, oh God, like yeah. Well, never mind that, the ones that, that I big... actually DJed too. Like I ended up like oh I, yeah, you were playing. I would. Yeah, I, ended, I, ended, I ended up doing the. Do, that was me just producing. Then I ended up doing the. I was doing the 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 parlor on Saturday nights at the Phoenix, opposite the live day, doing retro there. Doing mm-hmm. Friday nights at the Zen Lounge, the old Zoo Bar. Doing that. Oh, doing the Velvet Underground. Like uh, oh, yep. I actually found a box of old club passes and i was going like i don't even remember this one like it must have lasted right? five weeks if that like it was like what did we me and lana gay who's does afternoon drive on indy 88 now her and i used to do a whole bunch together she hosted and i dj'd and i was like do you even remember this she's like <laughs> somewhere out in dixie road in mississauga or something you're like oh my god yeah dixie or mississauga which turned into the comma club which, <laughs> which was at the bottom of the old international plaza hotel yeah. uh god at revolution in waterloo for me the palace in guelph was which yeah. is still going that was one that uh, my buddy uh, matt hodge and i uh you know kind of built up from 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 the bottom up and if you're going to go old old school our buddy scott turner from his energy days sure. he was there with chris shepherd it's, it's groovy baby Bags of skill baby oh um, my god and yeah right. and i also found the old club lanyards too so oh I, my god so I'm many gonna so many well oh, god, we're old. <laughs>
Mr. Mr. What's D, what, what do you want to beer? Oh yeah. What, what are the socials? Uh, give give the socials out. Uh, MRD Radio, Mr. D Radio, Facebook, Perfect. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, MRD Radio. That's where you will find me. Give me a follow. Say hey, what's up? And uh, yeah. Mr. D, thank you very much. This was a lot of fun, man. Thank you, Bob. We got to stop making changes. This has been Bob's Basements. Thanks for listening. That's the way it is. For more information, email Bob at bobwillette at gmail.com. That's Bob Willette, like Gillette with a W. Follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Willette. Bob's Basement is available where you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time. Well, that's the way it is.